0: Hey, it's Colleen Hinesley here. Welcome to Canoodle, the ultimate rom-com rewatch podcast. My pick this week is Bull Durham, a movie I love. Now, my co-hosts were still in diapers when it came out. Rude. So we had a little debate about this one, but trust me, Bull Durham is a sexy rom-com cleverly disguised as the greatest sports movie of all time. You could look it up.
1: Did you purchase the URL
0: and everything? Like I did. I, I have a, I have a Gmail address, a Canoodle address. <laughs> I had a Canoodle Instagram account that that shut shut itself down from inactivity. Sorry, <laughs> 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 right, you're dead. But now here we are in quarantine, a year and a half later, and it's finally <laughs> happening. So Good-dling.
1: here can- we are. Away.
0: We should probably to say our names. I'm Colleen
1: Hinesley. I'm Barbara Senoy. I'm Lucy Osborne, and I'm Liv Barrett.
0: Yay! And this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had no plan for this, but we, we, we decided that, we, we've been doing these weekly, or, or almost every other week, Zoom calls since the quarantine, and, and we started doing game nights. Yes. Um, and Lucy, you organized <clears throat> the first couple ones on the House Party app, which was really fun. Um, we're not sponsored by House Party, so. yeah, Just a shout out yet. Yes. <laughs> um. But it's funny because uh, I started being freaked out by house party because I realized that every time I would open the app, like people I knew would be like, Hey, Colleen, how you doing? I was like, why? I
1: don't want... Shouldn't you be
0: able to have to ask me to talk to me first? Yeah. So I felt like I was like 90 years old. Like how does
1: technology work? No, it
0: happened to us too. And it's definitely a bug that needs to be fixed. <laughs> yes. And then we did a cute little game night last week using Quiplash, which was fun. And then just, I don't even know which one of us said it. We were like, we should do rom-com club. And then the idea of like reviving Canoodle was, was born. Yay, Canoodles. Yeah, so I picked the first movie that we're gonna cover um, because I, uh, I have always, always, always loved this movie. Um, it's, it's certainly not the first rom-com I ever saw, but it definitely came in my life in a seminal moment in my life when I was like 17 years old. Uh, and this movie is called, Bull Durham. Yes. Woo-hoo. Starring the legendary Kevin Costner, Susan Sarandon, and Tim Robbins. That's yeah.
1: what his name is. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking, like, oh, what's his name? and oh, What is his name exactly? Kevin Costner? And it, no, <laughs> right, good call. But Kevin was so skinny at the time I couldn't. So, so, so
0: handsome,
1: so handsome. I couldn't believe it. Like
0: so handsome, out of control handsome. So I mean, really, that. like honestly, we. You know, I had I had seen Kevin Costner in a movie earlier in the year, and you should see how skinny he is in that one. By the way, uh, it was a movie called No Way Out which if you have not seen it, highly recommend it. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't seen it in years, but I loved it. It's like a, it's like a spy thriller mm. he was in and, um, so cute. And I remember being like, that guy's so cute. And I feel like that's why we saw this movie. Cause this movie was not a popular movie when it first came out. Right. Uh, my, my friend, Karen, Karen Paraka, who is, is a really good friend of mine, who I just actually saw last summer in Indianapolis when I was there doing Indie Fringe. Um, she lives in in Muncie now, and um, we were in high school together. And we called we we called ourselves the Juds, like mm-hmm. as in Naomi and Winona Judd. <laughs> I don't know why, and I don't know which one was which. But we just <laughs> and we wanted to go see a movie, and we were like, "Oh, there's this movie starring that guy from that movie that we liked. Let's go see it." We had no idea what it was about. Like it, it could have been literally like a spy thriller. It could have been whatever. And then it was this amazing weird baseball rom-com movie and we loved it and we're raving about it. And I love it. That's yeah. so cool. So um Bull Durham, 1988, uh written and directed by Ron Shelton, who he himself was a minor league baseball player. Ah little known I, I was like little known fact. Probably no Hey little known fact that everybody knows. Um so the synopsis is so there's a guy called Crash Davis played by Kevin Costner who's a veteran catcher brought in to teach rookie pitcher, Ebby Calvin Nuke Lalouche, played by Tim Robbins, about the game in preparation for reaching the major leagues. Baseball aficionado, Annie Savoy, played by Susan Sarandon, romances Nuke, but finds herself increasingly attracted to crash. <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> What did you guys think? You guys know that I love the movie. What did you guys think? Well, (laughs) (laughs) we hated it. (laughs) We didn't love it.
1: We didn't love it. Here's the thing. I'm gonna start with saying I appreciate it so much having seen like the the real 80s in action because I feel like it's one like I was one year old when that movie came out, so it's like I really have no idea what they're going And it was so like it was really like a throwback that I could actually see as being that, as like really depicting. And just even the pace of the movie was different. Like the pace was slower. And the, mm-hmm. so I very, very much appreciated that. But I have to say, I had a very difficult time finding an actual storyline. Like I, 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 had, I had a hard time kind of like getting at the end and like getting into it. Mm-hmm. In, in, and, and the end suddenly was here, but I didn't feel like, I guess I, w- I went in expecting that there was going to be this heat in like this threesome couple and like this back and forth but it didn't it didn't feel like that for me so it was kind of like this 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 movie that went up to here and then the last part was just oh and all of a sudden they're together so it was kind of like it was this maybe it's because of the pace of it and it was a little slower and it was a little bit of like a lot of looks and a lot of like back and forth so um, definitely appreciated some things but couldn't quite get into it until the end. <laughs> I just was anxious thinking about being in Susan Sarandon's home in this movie. <laughs> the candles oh lit God. everywhere. Candles. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's knocking into things, pulling stuff off the shelves, cereal on the ground. I'm like, girl, you're gonna set something on fire. No, it was, it was stressing me out the whole movie. She was so stressed out every time that there was, this, which by the way, I was actually impressed with the heated sex scenes. They were very actually. explicit. Like, yes.
0: <laughs> very.
1: They were probably not very. Very. And and, and and Lucy was definitely freaked out at every time that, that they knocked because especially in the end, like it's quite extreme. Like they not, And they were flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they were making out on top of spilled milk. I was like, I just cannot get done with this. She was like, if you would ever do this to me, this would not go. well." No. still milk no is involved. I'm out. So there was definitely elements of that, but yes. Yeah. But it was funny to us how young Kevin Costner, like how young yeah. Tim Robbins looked, and how Susan Sarandon didn't look that young. Like to me, so, she looks like what she still looks like now. Yes. She has this
0: look that's just and like Kevin the way she looks. Because Kevin Costner and Tim Robbins were 30, in their 30s, and she was 42. Oh, no, no way. way no way uh-huh. that's why
1: i really feel like she has not changed a bit in yeah. the last 30 yeah. years it feels like she could have made that movie yesterday and it would have, she would have looked the same i mean fantastic
2: right yeah. and, and, and same she now. was
0: young when she was younger too when she was like in, in this movie called atlantic city hmm. I mean, obviously she's younger but like she sort of always has had this this sort of timeless yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah i was really fascinated by the movie because First of all, I do not know anything about baseball. I I know nothing. So I'm like, what are they talking about? What's even (laughs) happening? And it was so much, for a long time, I personally probably would not have necessarily categorized this movie as a Mm rom-com because when I think rom-com, I'm a 90s girl, right? So for me, rom-com means Clueless and 10 things. What, well, like, you know me, yeah. I don't remember any names.
0: Pretty woman, ten, right? Ten, 10 things I hate about you, maybe. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. a guy in 10 days, or and that too. <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs>
2: Both. these type of movies, yeah. so right. So, so really like overly romantic, overly like very clear what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie, uh, but but I but I was fascinated by it, mm-hmm. I, I loved it, I loved. The characters, I was. Nuke is such a freaking pain in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I can't take that guy. Like, he was so annoying. I'm like, dude, (laughs) like, I had this reaction. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I did not like him. Yeah. But I want to know what
0: what struck you at the time and why you love it so much and what what we can. It's so funny because I when I saw it at the time, like I said, I was seventeen. Yeah. And um, I watched it again. I mean, I'm sure I saw it in in the in the interviews, but I remember I watched it like a year and a half ago and thought, wow, I can't believe. Like, it's it's always tricky when you watch movies like that that are from your your teenage years because a lot of them don't hold up. Like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't hold up, either like cultural yeah. doesn't hold up or like yeah. whatever. And um, I was so pleasantly surprised for me that I was like, I still love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I have a couple of problems, I get it. But I still love like, <laughs> um, like where are the black people? They're yeah. not <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Yes.
2: So why, how, how are there no
0: black baseball players in North Carolina? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. However, um, but so what I what I loved back in the day was that it it actually felt like I was watching an adult's movie, right? It was a movie for teenagers. Mm -hmm. It was not a movie for kids. It was not, it wasn't like an R, well, probably it was R rated, but it wasn't like an X rated movie, but it was like a movie that like an adult would go and see, you know? Right. That's definitely, yeah. And up until that time, I probably was really not seeing movies like that. I was probably really more seeing like, comedies oriented toward teenagers and and acting things so i felt really grown up like Mm -hmm. watching this movie and like yeah brandon just felt like even though she was so wacky and she was so (laughs) chaotic (laughs) but she also was so unbelievably smart and independent and didn't give a fuck about yeah like totally when thought of her and like even now as as a a fully formed adult human, I look back at, at amazement at the level of complete, like, self-actualization. And even though she's a kook, yeah. she's completely in charge of her own life kook. Right. Yeah. And does And does not care. Like, she picks who she sleeps with, and, yeah. people, and they are lining up. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, you know, like, I get to choose, and this is what I do. And, like, and really, even though like, there's a lot of... Um, like I said, like a lot of chaos in her, in her home, and her life at my 17 year old self thought that was so sophisticated like, <laughs> with all the, the weird, like just mishmashy designs and the candles everywhere. And like, on one hand there's like, you know, Edith Piaf playing on the Victoria, <laughs> but then there's also the smithereens playing in one scene. I was just like, this is just this crazy sort of like. Mishmash of stuff that I thought was just like so fascinating because my little like provincial life wasn't open like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that it's based in this small town, which is very provincial. But I thought of this as like really eye-opening um, stuff. But I can
1: I can totally see that also from a perspective of like a seventeen-year-old maybe at that time too, like how even the la- even this like whole revolutionary part of her can be so appealing because she oh, was yeah. kind of like, she was definitely kind of revolutionary in her way, right? Yeah. She was like determined. I can totally see how that could be appealing and, and, and fascinating. I, mean,
0: I was watching John Hughes movies at that time. I was watching 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. And these were all kids who like, you know, when you watch those movies now, it's like, oof, yikes. <laughs> 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 like it's really rough. You mean, 16 Candles is a rough watch. in in 2020 Mm -hmm. it is not it does not hold up and i think wow Mm -hmm. we were exposed to so much shit that we thought was high quality you know and then i look at this and i go like oh you know i i like that these characters are so weird and flawed and yeah they never really kind of make sense in the end it's all this kind of like yeah Crash is such a, such a lunatic, like not, like just not telling anybody that he's going to hit the major minor league record at home runs. He's like, don't tell anybody. Like, don't tell anybody. Like, the heck?
2: <laughs> yeah. Almost being like ashamed of a huge, of a huge achievement, but because it's the minor league. I don't know. Yeah. That's how I thought, At least that's that's how maybe, I yeah. thought. That's how I thought. has like, maybe he really like, he has this, this really this. love and hate relationship with what he does because Mm. he was in the major league and he didn't make it there yeah and therefore it's almost like I want to fly under the radar I don't want to draw attention that I have this record in the minor league because then that potentially brings more light to I didn't make it in majors yeah
1: that was kind of the the vibe that I got from him the whole time was that even though he was so much on a higher level, level than Nuke in, in as a person in so many ways, he was so sad. Like yeah. he was he was, so, was kind of like, he was the loser, even though he was the full on more mature one, but he just, the, he had definitely the whole time this sad vibe to yeah. him because he will yeah. just never be
2: that. Yeah. I think that's exactly the reason why I felt so strongly and, and why Nuke infuriated me so much because I felt like, you're such an ignorant asshole you have all this talent and you're wasting it you you are like you have someone here yeah. who like who you could really learn from and who could teach you but you're in you're a self-absorbed bastard in a way yeah. that, that, i think that's why because i felt so strong like i probably felt so much for for yeah crash
1: yes. <laughs> yeah right yeah
0: so. Totally. Yeah,
1: and that's what Crash the, says the whole time. What I felt with the script, that, that's where I had a little bit of a difficulty just like keeping engaged with it, is because, the, and now I kind of can see actually, now that we're talking about it, I can see how the loops were there to actually build the end, because I had the feeling that it was always the same uh, sequence of scenes repeated. You know, it was Luke and, and, Luke and Crash were crashing. And then, and then you know, Crash would tell Nuke something, and he would still sleep with with uh, with with her. And then, the, you know, and then he would say it would all crash, and Nuke would make a mistake, not listen to Crash, and then it would just start from from the top, right? Then yeah. the next scene, then they go somewhere else, and the whole thing repeats itself mm-hmm. until until something happens, and Nuke says, "Okay, let me put aside, aside my pride," and that's when he get gets promoted. It's Alert, but that's what's <laughs> basically right. So that's what I I kept feeling like there was this repetition. But now that we're talking about it, I can see how this like if we want to talk about the growth process, yeah. you just have to keep at it, right? And keep at it, and keep at it, and then in the end, it actually happens so that they get they, they get
2: to where they need to be.
0: There was a couple of articles that were written. Um, I actually found a bunch of a bunch of information that I might talk about during this show during. Um, uh, from Wikipedia of course and then also there were a couple of articles one from the Raleigh News Observer um, for the 30th anniversary and the other one um, from Sports Illustrated and the guy who who wrote and directed the movie this guy Ron Shelton um, when he was the first pass at the script he said because he, really, he was just really writing a baseball movie like he really wanted to write the movie about the cap the catcher who gets demoted who come to comes to work with the pitcher and that was the movie and everybody who read the script was like, "This is so boring. Like, what <laughs> is this movie about? Like, who cares? Because baseball, you know, one of the things I don't know, I don't know. I don't know a ton about baseball, but just having lived on this planet and in, in this country as long as I have, and like having lived in a major city, you can't avoid it. It's really boring. Like, it's a long ass game. Yes. There's a million games a season, and like, what he was trying to get across was like, that's the life. Like, these guys are not." they're not in the majors, right? So they're not having the big game where like there's this big, big dramatic play at the end that saves the game, right? And he's like, I didn't want to write that movie. I wanted to write the movie about the guys who were like slogging in the minor leagues Mm -hmm. and what that life is like. And they're on a bus every day and they're playing, you know, just they're playing games every single day. They have no days off. And so um, he wrote the second, draft of it and he incorporated the the character of Annie and he actually gave Annie the role of like the framing of, to make Annie the narrator for, to make basically Annie's telling the story. And that was really unusual because for a sports movie, like putting a a woman in the center of it, again, not a player too, putting her in the center of it. And then like, also just kind of making her this really interesting version of like, you know, having, having to be the sexy, uh, character who's kind of over the top, but also being the person who knows as much, if not more, about yeah. how to play it yeah. than all of the men in the game in the yeah. movie. Totally, you know, is is super fascinating. So I, I I understand that whole thing of like why the scenes felt so. I think that was intentional because it was like right. this is the you know if, if right. they were if they were making that movie today they would be building up to the playoffs right and there would be some very dramatic sports moment in the end and. You don't really get that in this movie. They move that—that's right. not their life. Their life is about 150 million games, and
1: mm-hmm. you
0: win some, you lose some, you get back on the bus, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, totally.
1: And I can totally see that in hindsight. I mean, it really, it really makes sense that 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 will be it because that it's it's. I mean, I don't know. I always say that baseball is just. I I really think it's one of the slowest games. I mean, I think the only slower game is 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 cricket because 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 <laughs> just because it's because that place
0: days not just that. yeah because we, <laughs> sport, we, we, right? we came to america from england and we were like we gotta, pe- we gotta pick
1: this we game gotta, exactly <laughs> short a little bit right but exactly. so i think that, that i think that that is actually a very good reflection of that it's the pace of the sports is the pace of their lives and that is reflected in the pace also of the of the movie so that makes that makes sense
0: yeah yeah um i was thinking too about um, some of the other characters in the movie that I thought were really interesting on, like, repeat viewing, meaning, like, repeat viewing after years of not seeing it, the character of um, Millie. Yeah, Millie was the (laughs) protégé. And uh, and how she also has this really interesting, like, she's clearly the gadfly, you know, works her way around and like literally just walks up to somebody in a bar and starts making out with them like doesn't yes! the same, Fuck. <laughs> you know like we never saw that in movies right especially from a character who in the end everybody kind of protects and take and like yeah not that she needs protection but like she's not the the, the brunt of the joke of the yeah, movie, you yeah. know, yeah. which was a real yeah. lesson for for like for me as a 17 year old going like Wait, when is she gonna get gang raped in the bar? Like, when is she right. gonna get killed out of a car? And, like, because usually all those all those characters, they always have to pay the price. Yeah. Yeah. Characters like that in the movies, if you think about it, they always pay the price. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, up in a bar, they get pushed out of a moving car. I mean, like, think about it. Like, and she gets to get married. She gets yeah, married. She's she the only married. one that actually has, yeah, that actually has a fairy tale. She, to a she gets the fairy tale, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she gets to marry a virgin. <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> totally, and, and and I have to say I love her introduction. Like that sex scene down okay. in, in the in the. I mean, come on, that was really explicit. Yeah. <laughs> like her hands
0: from the. It's
1: hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> that was really explicit and really fun. I know that she's very fascinating. As I thought the same. The great thing is that he's like I have three minutes left. I know <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That's so funny i know three minutes left and there you go that's his war and, and then he comes out and says i'm warmed up what do you think <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. hilarious yeah hilarious yes i also one scene that i very much enjoyed i have to say was the one it was towards the end when they all convene on the court on the on the not on the court on the field
0: <laughs> yeah on and the they mental
1: talk mental. and they talk about all the things that about life like they're <laughs> just talking, like it's the middle of the game and they're just chatting about one is t- talking about how his glove is cursed. And the other one is talking about the, the wedding present. And they're like, they're all just talking. And it's just like so So, great. so yeah. that was a great scene because then the, the coach comes over and goes like, what's happening? And
2: they're like, well, we're just talking life. We have big problems over here. Like it was just it was dealing so with a lot of shit. At first I thought they were making <laughs> a joke. And I'm like, oh no, they're <laughs> not joking. They're serious.
0: Then he's like, we're dealing with a lot of shit here i know <laughs> so a little bit of trivia for you that yeah. i did read about um yes that, in that scene that scene was scripted of course and at the end of the scene as written the assistant coach the pitching coach comes up here's their whole thing and then he goes oh okay i thought something was going on out here and he walks away yeah and on the last take the director said just do one more do whatever you want and that's yeah. when i goes well uh, I think candlesticks are always nice <laughs> it, I mean, that was a total ad-lib and they ended up keeping it because oh it, my was, God, oh, it was great it was so great <laughs> and just so relatable actually comes the other bit that i think was an ad-lib and i don't know why i think this because I, I didn't read it in my research leading up to today but i think i knew this from like when i was obsessed with the movie when i was in high school you know and i would like read any, any article that came out of that but i remember because i actually had the poster of kevin costner in my freshman year dorm room at penn state uh-huh. oh my god good choice well, with, with the speech on it the big, oh my god. big speech that he gives to her in the middle where he's like slow deep wet kisses that last for three days yeah, yeah. Ah, yes yeah. i love that Yes. oh my god for oh my first day of school um but uh I have no idea what I was saying.
1: That, that,
0: oh, another lib, another ad lib was there was, this one, there was this one scene toward the beginning where Crash is up to bat and mm-hmm. his, he's getting in his head and there's like the monologue in his head. By the way, I love hearing the monologue in his head. Right. Yeah, I thought that that was a <laughs> neat <There> was that <laughs> thing. That thing so great. Me. Come on, me, come on me. <laughs> But when he steps out of the bat and, and this, this kid comes up to him to give him whatever for his bat and he's like, get a hit, Crash. He's like, shut up that was an ad lib and the kid <laughs> cried like the kid the kid was, like, <laughs> cried.
1: you know that's so funny that you say that because i actually because he smirks he turns yeah. around and then he smirks because he actually thought that he was kind of like a cute thing yeah, like you could tell yeah. but in my head i'm like yeah you think it's cute but that that kid is traumatized he's never gonna put like say anything to anybody and now you're t-
0: I think it was an ad-libs, I think I remember reading that, and I remember reading that the kid didn't know, and so he right. cried. Yeah. <laughs> oh Cutie. The showbiz. The showbiz. That's so bizarre. It's funny, talking about the fact that there were, like, kind of a lot of, it was a little bit explicit for for yes. what we see now. Like, especially especially in rom-coms now, we, we barely see any sex right. in rom-coms. There's always this will there, won't they? And, and they're
1: always wearing bras. Always. Who the heck has sex in a bra all the time? Like it just always. drives me crazy.
0: Always. <laughs> always. And At least
2: they're not wearing
1: socks.
0: And never can more. <laughs>
1: well, someone is which you want to wear a socks. I know. That was a neat. That was a neat scene when she's like, just you
0: know, take off your shoes and socks. And he's like, it's cool in here. Just like, I think she was like, does insert baseball superhero yeah yeah, wear his socks you think he wears his socks yeah (laughs) yeah. Um, but i thought there was a lot of it was interesting there was a lot of i thought and i don't know if this was like intentional like eye candy for the ladies watching the movies because i don't even know if this movie was intended to be like a rom-com or if it was intended to be a baseball movie that happened to have yeah a love story in it yeah but um the Th- there were so many little moments like there was this moment i realized when i was watching it again that like ah! the guy who gets fired in the beginning you know when the when the when the baseball manager has to make so the baseball manager has to bring this guy in and makes the speech this is the hardest job a manager has yeah he fires the guy mm. and then later t- at the end of the movie crash comes in and he gives him the same speech he
2: mm-hmm. says this is the hardest
0: job and he fires crash um first of all the fir- the guy in the beginning of the movie has is wearing jeans and like a Hawaiian shirt but his jeans are like unbuttoned unzipped and basically sliding down his hips and he has that total like hip <laughs> thing that got that really cut guys have yeah. <laughs> huh look at him hmm. like the shirt was open and i was like i did not see, see that <laughs> <You know? laughs> then at the end crash comes in right? <laughs> he's wearing a shorty towel he's wearing like <laughs> a barely a towel like a like a like a neck towel yeah. Yeah, so I was like, damn, I that. but really? <laughs> what, like, <laughs> That's <laughs> how urgent you need to see me? Urgently, fire <laughs> you. We urgently fire you. <laughs> yes. But is that all, because then, then relatively speaking, there was so little female nudity.
1: Right, yeah. News,
0: usually it's the other way around. Usually the men are, you know, you, you might see their, their back and their chest, but like you don't see anything out. And like, you see the women, you see everything. And it's like, yeah. but I think this whole thing was so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, and a lot of butts. You see a lot of naked butts. Oh
1: I mean, in the in the beginning scene when we the first time we see Nuke, we see his butt before we see his face. So all his face. the, nice, the feature. I know. <laughs> well, they have nice butts. I mean, I have to say they're they're cute butts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love Nothing it. Nothing wrong with a good pair of buttons No, right? no. not um,
1: at all. That's true.
0: So yeah. uh, another thing that I think is interesting that you guys might not really at all be aware of because this movie came out before your time, but that big love montage, first of all, the, the big speech that he made uh, in the beginning of the movie when, he just thought, when he's like, I'm not gonna compete with you, compete with this guy for you, I'm, I'm out of here. And he gives that big right. speech, that was iconic. That was like I can't, no, I, but that was see great. that when he was yeah, saying yeah. it. Like, that, that was great. really it. That was in the popular culture. Like you said, like I, I went to college and there was a poster that I hung up. Yes, head. I love that. Yeah. There was and, there was so much information packed into that speech, by the way. Like I it mean,
1: was like everything.
0: Forget about it. And the other thing that was really iconic was when he was painting her toenails in the big <gasps> love scene at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that painting the toenail scene it was similar to have you guys seen the movie ghost yeah yeah,
1: with the or, pottery yeah.
0: when they're pottery oh, like pottery. the pottery scene is totally iconic and it was like spoofed everywhere the to, the toenail painting scene was spoofed really oh. yeah it was really really iconic because oh, it was wow. just seen as like like who what is that what even is that? Like what yeah what what is that is part of a of a, a weekend of love making and it's like you yeah. think she's being, like you think it's like an SNM scene that he's painting her toenails, <laughs> right? <laughs> so there was a lot. It was just interesting because from for it was like the little movie that could. Yeah. Um, I think it's kind of interesting how it how it sort of captured a maybe a maybe only a generation, <laughs> maybe only my generation, but it's.
2: Well, I don't know, because it's
0: one of those things, you know, that's what's fascinating about movies. It's like maybe in
1: the moment, I definitely wasn't as captured as I was expecting to be, but I also really did look at it from a lens of a a rom-com that had baseball in it, whereas I think actually you hit the nail on the head. I think it was a baseball movie with the romantic aspect to it, right? So I think my expectations going in were different. But also like just unpacking a movie, I think, is always so fascinating because then you start looking at the different scenes and the different things, and it just builds up to being so much more because you kind of starting start to see it beyond the what you actually see on the screen. So I, I love this exercise because now I feel like actually kind of want to go back to see know, it again. No, like, <laughs> me too. So I want to
0: tell you a few little um, little fun facts that I looked up about the movie. Um, so sort of behind the scenes fun fact stuff. Um, first of all, Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins actually met on the set of Bull dorm and ended up being in a relationship for more than 20 years.
2: Oh, I they didn't the they that. Yeah. They
0: have two kids. Um, they separated in 2009, I think. Um, mm-hmm. they were never married, but they had they have a couple of kids. Um, the Durham Bulls are a real baseball team. <laughs> yeah. Founded in nineteen oh two as the Durham Tobacconists. <laughs> oh, the tobacconists. Okay. Well nice like North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I said earlier, so Ron Shelton, who was the writer and the director, um, he played for years in the minor leagues and based the character of Crash Davis on a character from the movie The Wild Bunch, which I think was a western, but I've never seen it. Um, and he yeah. says, The Wild Bunch, that character was a man who loved something more than it loved him. Mm. Okay, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. right? That's like.
0: Totally yeah. makes sense.
1: Oh, that kind of broke my heart
0: there I for know. a second. Yeah, right. So now you got to change your mind about this movie. Yes, um, I'm gonna win you over by the end of this. Um, oh, wait, wait. So, so one thing that I that I you might have noted that I said in the beginning of the um, when I the synopsis, I actually kind of adapted the synopsis that I read to you earlier from Wikipedia, and when I said baseball aficionado Annie Savoy, um, the original actually said baseball groupie Annie Savoy. Ah. I changed that because I didn't like that word. I didn't think. Yes. I was like, Um,
2: Not appropriate at all. I I didn't think it really captured,
0: yeah, what she, the kind of person she really was. And, um, but what's interesting is Annie Savoy's name was a combination of the nickname that baseball players gave their groupies. They called them Annie's. And her last name was the name of the bar he used to go to. Oh, (laughs) Annie Savoy. That's cute. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is kind of a fun one. So if you remember the scene... Again, like they were on the road, they're exhausted and they've been playing and playing and playing and they've been winning, but they've been playing and they need a break. And Crash says, I can get you a rain out. Mm-hmm. That was based on a real story, a true story. Um, that So uh, um, Ron Shelton and his teammates had actually done that prank a couple of times and gotten themselves rain outs by flooding the baseball fields. Um, but their coach caught on to them. And the third time they did it, he made them play anyway. And they played. Oh (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) They had to play a double header in a foot of mud.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. God. That sounds horrifying. (laughs) She was having a blast of watching that. I'm like, Hey, that looks horrible. I'm like, that looks so fun. Yeah. And she wanted to join them and just join in on the mud fun.
0: (laughs) I was watching it too, thinking like they are, I don't think I've ever throw, physically thrown myself at anything, yeah. <laughs> right? And these men th- are throwing themselves onto the, I mean, I guess that's baseball too, they slide, right? But like, uh-huh. I was really, I was also very like, I don't wanna do that, but I'm so intrigued by watching. Yeah, it. yeah exactly. It's amazing, and they're having so much fun, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I missed that whole part of like, why that scene
2: happened, because I watched it, and I was like, what's going on? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> i mean i saw what yeah. was happening but i didn't realize that this was
0: because they wanted a the day off
2: yeah i yeah, did yeah. Like, i must have missed that somehow yeah um, yeah now and, i'm <laughs> but
1: that was i think a little characteristic of the movie for me at least is that if you don't pay if you don't pay attention to every single thing it's very easy to miss something because there is not a pronunciation of there is not like a an actual kind of like and now this is going to happen. And now this is happening. It's like, everything is very subtle. So I, yeah. I actually, I missed the two. I think I just, they some, somehow just, you know, appeared on the, on the, on the field. And it was just, uh yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It was kind of like, it happened to me a lot during the movie that I was like, Oh, I must have missed something because now this is happening and I don't know why, but I'm sure that they, yeah. Somehow. yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's a really interesting point because if you think about a lot of, and again, like bringing it into the rom-com world specifically, a lot of, rom-coms by their nature are very simple yeah they're really they're not complex yeah there's not a ton of characters Mm -hmm. you know there's basically an a story and a b story and the a story is 90 percent of the movie and the b story is like somebody cleans their room you know whatever like (laughs) it's not really that it's not that complicated and this is this is is definitely a movie that is basically like here are these guys who are on the road and they spend all this time in a bus together. And also all those scenes on the bus with Gwen, like, and actually we, Barbara and I recently watched another baseball movie, which is what made me think of Bull Durham again, Yeah, um, A League of Their Own. Oh, so great. Which is so great. The, the Penny Marshall directed, starring Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, mm-hmm. um, but the, 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 the girls baseball league that came up during World War II. Yeah. And they also had, it was, it's a similar, it, the movies are very different, but there's a lot of similarity because they're all that baseball and they're about, and, and they're all about, you know, uh, base, baseball players on the road. And there's a lot of baseball players on the bus scenes, uh-huh. you know, what they do on the bus and how they argue and how they talk and how they bond and all these different. And I think that was interesting that we had those same things, yeah. but so a lot of things, a lot of little movements in the movie happen in those moments, you know, like those yeah. moments between crash and nuke where, Crash gets furious with Nuke because he doesn't know how to play the fucking song. That's not how the fucking song goes. You uh, I mean?
2: Right? <laughs> <You
0: can't>. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like All they're cracking these smalls, and, the, and these are these these incremental yep. things that move Nuke honestly just enough. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's not a great guy, even in the end. But it moves him just enough to get control over his arm and yeah. make the show for how knows, Lord knows how long. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: I also wonder whether um, there were a few things that I missed because it's a language thing. So also like it's, it's, it's not necessarily simple language, but it mm-hmm. was like there was a lot of technical language. Also the sound quality in itself, right? Like especially scenes on the bus, because like you hear the bus, you hear this, there's a lot going on. Um, so I wonder if that also like
0: played into yeah. it. Yeah, it could. Be. And that was actually, it was a really low budget movie. Actually, I think they yeah. made it for like eight million dollars, which even even back then that was a cheap movie, you know. Yeah. So I think it's the 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 yeah. production value was probably pretty. Um, yeah, simple. Pretty low. This this well, movie was sort of the little the little movie that could. I know. Yeah. And now I want to go back and watch it again. I know. Now I have like, I do
2: do too. I feel like I would watch it with, um, under such a different, like, yes.
0: Well, but I feel like that's a great place to wrap this up because I feel like I'm going to go out on top as someone who has brought you around to giving Bull Durham a chance. You did it. No, you
1: seriously did. You seriously did. It was, it was, uh, this was great. I love all the anecdotes. I love all the details. I love the analysis of every character. I, so into it. Make yeah. it like I'm, back, I'm back in my film days when yeah. back in the day I would do this for a living. <laughs> it's
0: great. It. Listen, it's Can- Canoodle Club is serious business. Yes, yeah, no it joke. sure is. And so Lucy, I want to know, last week when we talked, you said that you wanted to pick the next movie. So yeah. what's the next movie? Well, my movie is super modern rom-com-y
1: cheesy. Are we, are we into it? It's my Favorite rom com because it hits all the notes for me, and it's Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes. I, don't know so I love it. it.
1: Okay, great. She said that she has. She, We've she, seen it together. She was a little unenthused. I don't remember right I don't it. I don't remember it.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm okay, well, to- I love this because, and we're going to talk about it in more detail next time. But I love it. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is Jason Segel, yes. Kristen mm-hmm. Bell, and Russell Brand, and Mila Kunis, oh, and, wow. Mila Kunis. and Seth so. Rogen, or who's the one that looks like Seth Rogen? Oh. No. no, it's in the one that looks like Seth Rogen. Oh, right. yeah. I know, I know. There's all those guys who all look alike. Yeah, no, seven he's seven. the one. Oh, that. oh, um, yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. yes,
1: the guy that the guy did it. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill.
2: Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> I get hey, all that. Oh, all right, <laughs> I love it. Great, yes. I can't wait.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you, Canoodle Club. And yeah! whoop, whoop! I'm excited for the next time. I love it.
1: I can't wait.
0: <laughs> same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. <laughs> that. See
1: you
0: there. That's a wrap on Canoodle for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like the show, please tell your friends and help other people find us by leaving us a review over on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Canoodle Podcast, or find us online at canoodlepodcast.com. Canoodle you later.